0: Now, for our final presentation of the day. Um, Mia Wei. we know each other from the Bitcoin design community. Um, she started helping out with a Blixt wallet during when we were trying to do design sprints for Lightning Wallet. So she did a bunch of design work for a Blixt wallet to help them out with their onboarding, and then has since gone on to collaborate with the Galois team on Bitcoin Beach Wallet um, and trying to meet the, the unique needs of those users. Um, so please uh, give Mia a warm welcome. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> oh <laughs> I didn't notice <laughs> good uh, hi everyone so welcome to the talk wallets for the rest of the world um so I made a little agenda um, I mean no need to introduce about me but we're gonna I'm gonna go over who's Bitcoin beach wallet what it is and now it has been rebranded as blink so if I refer to blink it's Bitcoin beach wallet um give you some the work context and the sort of the processes I was in, I think it's important to realize uh, what kind of resources we have at hand to understand uh, the work that is behind, um, give you an overview of the Blink user, and tell you a bit of, uh, about the work that I've done, uh, which is the redesign of the Blink app that is still work in progress, and also the Blink cache register. There's also the seat Signer integration that I can touch a little bit on, but I'll reserve that for questions if you guys have. And um, at the end, questions, I will it. So um, just about me, I'm a freelance. Um, I work for a few, com- I worked for, or these are some of the clients um, that I had. And you can reach me on Twitter. On Twitter, I have my npub. if you prefer the purple bird Um yeah, and this is an email address, not a Lightning address or whatever or NIP five. <laughs> okay, so Bitcoin Beach Wallet. Well, it started as a pilot project in Ensante for Galois. Um, it was designed as an open source Bitcoin-based community banking solution. It has quite a bit of features. The most recent one is stable sets. So, um, who's aware of stable sets? Okay, a few of them. Um, so StableSat allow you to transfer your SATs to a USD account, which is a synthetic USD, which helps you to protect against volatility. Um, and I'll touch upon why it was important to have that feature uh, in the wallet. We have the cash register, which is basically a link that is given to every Blink user and allows to you can share that link and those people you share the link to can collect payments on your behalf and it goes directly to your wallet. Um, display currency recently as well. So you can put whatever currency um, you want to see the equivalent map to see the commerce that accept in Bitcoin. And we have also a little section about Bitcoin education and it's been rebranded um, as Blink has because the Bitcoin Beach Wallet, first of all, it's very long to write in a UI. Uh, and also the acronym was like, not nice. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> so that's why it, it's been renamed. <laughs> okay, um, so just to give you a bit context about um, the work that I've been doing here. So I was hired as a contractor for Galois, still do some contractors, uh, some contract work for them. And I was also the sole designer um, in that team. I worked mainly with two, three developers, the CEO and one, two marketing people and also from Galois and one, two people from Blink. So sort of have to juggle with two companies in a sense. Um, it's a startup, so limited resources in terms of development resources and also limited analytics. Um, we don't have a, a good tracking of what the user are actually doing in the app. There is a data analyst in the team, but it's more about um, the transaction the transaction that have been done and not necessarily about the user itself. And one other important... Oh, well, I'm going to go with the user... <laughs> Um, and then the about the Blink user I would say there's three categories the regular individual and the micro businesses are the chunk of the of the user base and then you have the bitcoiner travelers so for the regular individuals um, live in el salvador um, there are unbanked um, if I, if I check lastly 70 percent Percent of the people were unbaked. They have a hard time to access money. Uh, For example, their relatives sending money to the US, going to the ITM, and then withdrawing that money with really high fees. Um, Sometimes they don't have the best quality in terms of phone. And um, hearing, especially from the Blink company, um, they (laughs) they are looking to save money as much as possible. And there's a little bit of a culture of pleasing people. The reason why I'm saying that is I've seen it when I did research with them, the way the answers were inconsistent. Um, Sometimes, you know, asking about Blink and then saying Blink is amazing and all that. And then when you ask another question, they respond differently. So just something to to be aware. And then we have the micro businesses um, that... So micro-businesses is one to four people, usually vendors on the street. Um, Oftentimes, they only use like one device to receive the payments, which is a bit problematic. You know, everybody see what you have in your wallet, and that's why we have the cash register to solve that problem. And uh, many merchants use the printed QR code, but it has a little bit of interoperability issues. And then we have the Bitcoiner travelers looking to visit the Bitcoin country, they have all the apps, (laughs) the wallets in the world, and just want to try everything uh, that they have. But one issue that they can have is when they lose their phone, currently Blink, sort of the only way you can access the app is you have to put your phone number, and there's not really other security measure around it. But the team is working on that um, to add other security measures. about, I'm going to talk mostly about the regular individual and the micro businesses. Uh, Before I started to jump on the work with Galore, I interviewed the customer support team uh, at Blink, and he had a whole list of things, at least 30 things that were divided in six categories. And one common thing that sort of popped out is like the friction is generally caused by a lack of Bitcoin knowledge. There's a lot of they don't know, like they don't know why fees are different for each transaction or why there's fees at all. They don't know how to use a QR code to receive payments. They don't know why a transaction is pending. The difference between Lightning and on-chain. They don't know that transactions are final. Um, they are not aware of all the ways to receive and send Bitcoin. So sometimes they use an invoice and they try it in a Bitcoin on-chain wallet. Um, Another thing that was really interesting is that sometimes people don't know the username or not interoperable. I'm going to have such a hard time with that word. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, English is my third language. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And what I mean by that is uh, it happened quite a few times where someone will put their username, they use their username from Bitcoin Beach Wallet and they try it on Chivo and then they think if they use the their username to send their money on Chivo, it will send it if they they use so just because of that the way it was worded, um they assumed the old user oh if I have a username at Bitcoin Beach Wallet, well I can use it on strike, Chivo, you know that, but it doesn't work that way. And the difference between Unchained and lightning. Um, the way I work with Sunday like he's all he's great. He's really really great. So Customer support is Salim. (laughs) So uh, I interviewed him, and that's a quote that I took from him. Um, He explained to me, like, for example, a couple months ago, an old lady sent by mistake to a wrong username for around $40, and they needed to use that for medicine. So it can be pretty problematic, um, and you don't want to really that to happen in your wallet. There was also other issues pointed out, it's been a period of time where scammers were using Blink, um, taking advantage of the non-KYC. Um, um, oftentimes, sometimes the problem is caused by other wallets on the, um, on the receiving ends that are not showing the transaction. And, and that especially happened with Chivo. Um, and then we're doing, is it Blink that didn't send? Um, can be tricky to retrieve a wallet when phone is lost. No clear way to hide the balance, and there's not really a, num- a number experience in the wallet. So now I'm going to go through a bit of the redesign that uh, we did for the app. I'm not going to go through all um, the pages. I think um, I'll probably just show the most like crucial ones, but if you have like any question regarding a particular flow, just let me know. I probably worked on it, um, and I can explain to you. And based on all these conversations that I had, like uh, with Salim, I also took a screenshot of all the screens of the app and uh, analyzed the app based on some UX heuristic. Um, I don't know if you um, know, but there's Norman heuristic. It's a base of like 10 heuristic um, helping to create apps that are user friendly and all that. And it can be especially useful where you don't have access to um, user data to be able to judge an app if it fits or not. So you have on the left side the original app and then on the right side uh, my redesign. So on the left side, one thing that I noticed is like this wallet, the core function is send, receive, convert, and scan. and there's a lot of space that is taken here, bad functions that are not necessarily used every day. And um, also one of the things here in the account is the numbers are extremely small. And I was thinking of small phones. It's not the easiest to see. And also not obvious how to hide uh, the balance. I know a lot of people are used to you just stop and all that, but some people not, won't even try it because it just you know they don't think about it. And then um, also these accounts between the SATs and the USD, it should be uh, some sort of indication saying there's something special about the USD account. It's not necessarily USD. So that's why on the right side, um, we added that USD is powered by stable SATs. We decided to stack the accounts. Um, Also, we hide, I mean, we hide, we put the transaction under a button so we have a little bit more free space and all the main action of the app are at the bottom where the thumb is. And all the other regarding contacts, map and earn have been tucked away in under the menu. Now regarding the issue of username prevention. So what happened in the app before is when you tap a username for the first time and you never send money to that person before, you will jump on the next screen without any Without any notification of you never sent that money before, are you sure? And also, you in the next screen you don't see um, the the username that you that you've tapped, so you kind of can forget. And um, so that's why in the new redesign, when we ta- when the person types a new username that they never sent to, uh, we have a model telling them, "Hey, it's the first time you send this." to this person, but we also telling them, look, if you make a mistake, we, we, can, we can't we do anything um, for you, unfortunately. So just be sure that you type the, the right thing. And also we replaced the username naming by um, BWW address. And now with Blink, it's, um, we might change to Blink uh, tag, but um, yeah, just to avoid the name of the username altogether. So there's no uh, confusion. Now, there was this other issue um, that I told you, not knowing the difference between on-chain and Lightning when sending. I think when when I said earlier there's a, like, a lack of knowledge, um, I think the user doesn't need necessarily to know the um, technical aspect of it and all that. They just need to be aware that there's a difference. And that's, I, that's what we have done. So here on the left side, um, you have... You, there's no clear indication if it's Lightning or if it's on-chain. Well, you could see from the address when you know, but most of the people, they don't know what format it is. So, And when you confirm the payment, it tells you the difference between on-chain and Lightning is very, is very the same. And the only way you can know it's on-chain is when you scroll down and it tells you like what type of payment it is. So what we have done here is when they send on chain, we tell them a message, hey, this payment will take a bit of time to confirm, and we tell them also like why they can tap if they wanted to. However, if they skip that and they don't see it, at the end we tell them that the payment is initiated, it's gonna take that much time. And then in the transaction details, which I don't have here, we have the hash and the ID that can link to the mempool if they wanna check it out. Um, also, another thing we um, trying to improve is the we saw there's an inconsistency of the experience between sending and receiving. So here is the sh- screenshot of um, the old app, if I can say that like this. So for the send flow, it's sort of broken down to different um, little tabs like this. Whereas receive, it's very, sort of a different world in a sense. You follow the QR code directly. And with our analytics, we saw that most people receive uh, money from an invoice that had an amount set. And that's what we've done on the other page, uh, bringing this consistency in terms of visual design. Uh, One thing we did for the send flow is present all the information in one go. I've also added showcasing a total to make them realize that this is how much money you're going to send. Whereas here on the slides before, the fee comes at the last part. So they just don't think um, about it. And then on the receive flow, we... Prioritize of doing the action that normally a user would do the first time, and also we had another comment regarding um, this one here. Well, a, a few of those where they were wondering what are the BTC and the USD tab. You know, um, it wasn't clear to which account they're gonna receive that money, and that's why we um, made it this way. So it's all in one unified experience. And then, regarding um, improving the receive its, itself, we saw that user followed QR code right away, which is I don't know if you remember your first time sending money t- or receiving, but to me it wasn't uh, it it wasn't natural. Um, so tags were not clear where they were. Um, user anyways set, tend to set an amount for the invoice. And one thing here is that the difference between Lightning and on chain is not obvious. So here, we, by default, we put Lightning invoice because it's like instant and all that. But if ever they want it are curious about how to change, we have a little explanation of why you should go with Lightning or where we should go with Unchain and telling the confirmation time or an approximation of the confirmation time. So that is a little bit of our overview regarding the work I've done on the send and receive flow. And then maybe I went really fast, Steven. so <laughs> just let me know. Um, and then just a little bit about the cash register. So for the small businesses, they were using to share the phone among uh, the businesses. And that's of course, has a little bit of a privacy issues, like you don't want to show your employee how much money you have or risk that they send all the money to their own wallet. So every Blink user in the settings has a link to the cash register. Um, a little bit like a tip and page. And um, you can share this to the employees and the employees can pin it on their home screen. That's why we have the pin here and the payments are directly going to the default uh, account um, of the owner of that cash register. So there's a lot more um, to talk about if you're curious, but I can't cover everything. So I just wanted also to open the discussion. Thank you so much.